Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 226th episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on July 17th, 2023. I'm Lucas DeRyder, and, you know, capitalism, maybe not so bad. Because let me tell you, when you have a resource uh, rendered scarce artificially, feels pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. What's your resource? I have a blue sky invite code. Oh. Yeah. Is that uh is that capitalism? Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think that's just like weird gatekeeping. Like <laughs> I isn't isn't that a lot of what capitalism is? Yeah. Are, we, are we being gatekept? Shouldn't we cancel land landlords for keeping gatekeeping homes? I I've said yes. weird what? gatekeeping. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's like, yeah, it's, regular old gatekeeping. It's not capitalism. It's It's got elements of it in the way that capitalism also have has elements of, you know, fraud <laughs> and that kind of shit in there. Isn't Blue Sky the Mafia-like type of platform? Behavior? The type of platform that wouldn't, like, if there was, like, some fucking billionaire asshole and they'd be like... <laughs> Yeah, you wish you could get a blue sky invite code. Like, no, wait till all the other plebs get access. Like, they, it's almost like a weird form of anti-capitalism a little bit. I don't know. There is, uh, boy, I'm about to date myself significantly with this reference. There is a little bit of a Cartman land effects going on what? where I do think, yeah, a bunch of people going back to Twitter to be like, wow, this place really sucks compared to Blue Sky. Sorry, don't have any codes, gang, is like <laughs> driving up a lot of people's interest in Blue Sky. I, that's as Twitter is rapidly crumbling. Um, promoting this podcast has actively become harder now that uh, we have to pay for TweetDeck. We're not fucking paying for TweetDeck. Uh, yeah. There you go. Anyway, Blue Sky's good? Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it. It's a lot of it's a lot of queer people adjacent to tech and that's very fun for me that's like yeah so blue sky's gay twitter pretty much take that ellen degeneres yeah here's the thing i have experienced what it's like to be addicted to twitter Mm -hmm. where i've spent just an exorbitant amount of time on that app per day and recently like aided by the fact that Twitter is crumbling and is even worse than it used to be, which was already bad. Uh, I've reduced my Twitter time per day from like an hour and a half to two and a half hours a day a year ago to like 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not on Twitter anymore and it feels good. I'm not, I don't want to replace that with another social media addiction. I, I really don't want to be like that anymore. So I, I, I think say, I'm good. I think I'm good. Your cautionary tale could have been hyperbolized a little bit because it's like, dude, I was on this app for like an hour a day. Like, fuck, man, my life is no. I was like two hours a day. That's you said. That's so you much. started with hour and a half, and I'm being hyperbolic. Well, so like I li- it like I, I worked my like, way yes, back. Not good. Not good. I, I worked my way I back. Really I 
at one point I was averaging like two and a half, maybe three hours a day at the height of the pandemic. And I was like, whoa, that's too much. I worked it down to like two hours. Then I set like an app limit on my phone for like an hour and 15 minutes, routinely just maxed that out and then would hit the ignore the block and just keep using it. And then I found an app that like, let me set like time limits for the apps in a different way. And but like right. penalize you for opening it up each time. And, and then I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to open it up now. And yeah. It's big, like Christian boys, like in, on the internet, you read all about it now, like Christian teenagers that are like, dude, my pornography addiction, like my youth pastor's talking to me about it. And it's just like, it's, it's out of control. Like, I don't know, man, like two, three times a week. I have to, <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> all right, like <laughs> maybe, Maybe you don't have to freak out about that, you know, like maybe more than you'd want to do it. But like, all right, man, you're fine. We'll don't freak out. <laughs> that's wow. That is so much less than I masturbated as a teenager. That is that's what I'm saying. Like, wow. Yeah. No, yeah. Just like the, the scale being so off. And it's like, that's cool if like that's more than you would want to do it. But like also, I don't think you should be like white faced, like holy this is shit, not man. A problem. Yeah, yeah. You're not the same as a junkie tying off in a bathroom stall. Like you're. Yeah. It's you're like fine. the way that doctors talk about alcohol usage, which fair because like any alcohol usage is not good. But like if you, I remember once. So like, do you have like how much do you drink alcohol? And I was like, I don't know, like a few times a week. And they're like, wait, you have a drink of alcohol every week. Oh, I like, what? I I guess yeah, and they marked me as like high alcoholism risk. And I was like, whoa, 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 no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. They're like Clark. Is that English? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like hovering over the high alcoholism risk. Like, was your dad a redhead? <laughs> yeah, by chance. Well, I yeah. mean, are you Catholic? <laughs> I mean, it is now that Northern Ireland was uh, separated from. Ireland classic because of the troubles. So Ireland technically English. <laughs> Same great taste. New bold flavor. <laughs> Ireland classic. Yeah. Uh and then the New one other Ireland. Then the one other thing I want to shout out about uh Blue Sky right now using it is that um I'm seeing some shit on there. I'm seeing some patterns of behavior that are very reminiscent of like uh not early Twitter, but like when I got on Twitter in like 20 20- yeah, probably 2012 of people like <laughs> like gimmick accounts just following me and mass following other people because that's how you used to be able to get a following on Twitter. You just followed everyone. And mm-hmm. if like a tenth of them followed you back, that's enough to potentially hit an algorithm with one banger. And then that just has to happen 10 more times. And then you're golden. Uh, and then yeah. you're drill or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, we'll get no. to it later, but uh, Drill posted for the first time on Blue Sky to say he will not be posting on Blue Sky because of some drama that happened on that platform. But uh, fucking Drill, that's coming Piece later. Yeah, I've been on Twitter since 08 mm. because I wasn't allowed to be on Facebook, so I got oh. on Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is to... totally good. Here to tell us about how the fuck that happened, Ryan Holtz. I. Did your parents not let you have a Facebook? Or yeah, they like... didn't want me on Facebook. They okay. probably heard some sort of weird, you know, 
scare tactic, fear mongering news stuff about like, there's so many child predators on Facebook, just adding your kids and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, but also all your friends are on yeah. there and you're going to be a social outcast if you don't. Um, so yeah, no, I, I would, I got on fucking Twitter, baby. And then when I actually was allowed to finally have Facebook, I remember being like, anyone, anyone on Twitter? And everyone was like, no. And I was like, oh, all right. Guess it's just me. It was kind of interesting how there was, I mean, it's almost like a console wars thing of, yeah, you get, you had to find people who were on like your social media platform of choice because no one was willing to jump between them at least not that i experienced yeah in the early days it was definitely like that high school twitter became like the norm like right. when facebook started dying when all the grandparents got on it like it was like everyone went to twitter for like their actual social media and then like insta was for pictures snapchat was for seeing who was uh talking to who and who was cheating on their girlfriend and yeah <laughs> because best friends was still a feature the greatest most out of pocket I can't believe social they took media that away. feature of all time. It's just not Snapchat's fair. stock price would be through the fucking moon right now if they still had public best friends. That was the greatest shit of all time. That that might have been the single uh most used social media feature of my entire life. Sometimes mm-hmm. if I was bored, I would just go through every single Snapchat friend I had and see who their three best friends were and just like compare and contrast and find fun patterns and be like, Ooh, feel like I got some tea here. And then you confront your buddy about it. And he'd be like, yeah, it like glitched. Like, dude, we, we snapped for like an hour, like one night and it's like glitched. And now like, she's in my top three. I don't, this is such bullshit, dude. Like, and it's like, "Mm, mm." (laughs) sure. I God the the character interaction map slowly unweaving before you. I yeah. I love it in a way uh, that it will never be duplicated. We'll no. never we'll never again know everyone's business. Can you imagine if like iMessage did a version of that? Oh, <laughs> like, who are you sending the most texts to? And it was public. Like there would be chaos. Like society would crumble. <laughs> So I know that Snapchat still exists. I mean, I I have it. I use it like very seldomly. It was there a replacement for Snapchat for that same purpose of, you know, sending messages that are very discreet and, you know, probably nudes and then also texts you don't want your girlfriend to see, mm-hmm. but then also just like to like bullshit with people that you know. Uh, WhatsApp, there... I think. WhatsApp. I know like some regions WhatsApp, WhatsApp is, is just, like the default, but yeah. But I mean, it's the same as Facebook Messenger, right? Like, just not really not on Facebook. It's like cooler. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a lot more integrations and like and different features that Facebook Messenger doesn't necessarily have. I think you like to create your own like emojis, your own reacts. Yeah, man. Yeah, stickers. Mm, that's right. Mm sticker culture baby uh not necessarily a replacement but this was a competitor that i think was also endure a kick kick is also <laughs> still around for those purposes i feel like kick has really? a very specific purpose yeah i, 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 listen, I know kick why. is for sketchy shit <laughs> yeah kick, kick is, is for... Not for above board stuff no that's for sure whatsapp I... is much more legitimate 
I was going to say kick is for sexting and drug dealers, but man, what are drug dealers on now that they've either had to like not be drug dealers that weed is legal most places or elevate to hard shit? Uh, hmm. Elevate hard I don't know. shit. All Same the weird here. drug dealers, uh, fucking Morpheus gave them a pill, two pills, elevate to hard shit, not be drug dealer. And just like, oh my God. What am I going to do? Well, I guess I could finish that computer science degree or start selling meth. Yeah. It's either black tar heroin from some fucking cartel or customer service. Yeah. Fucking retail. Goddamn. That is a rough choice. It is. <laughs> like, I feel for those people unironically. You know, Morpheus, like, seriously, either one I get. They've got their pros and cons. I, I'm not going to judge you either way. <laughs> the The original Morpheus is like, there's a very clear answer. This Morpheus is like, I don't know, man. I, if you ask me for advice, I, I don't know what I'd tell you. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucking rough out there. Hey, listen, in this economy, you finish that degree, you get out there, you get a nine to five. You're still going to need a side hustle, man. You still might be selling drugs on the side to, <laughs> to pay off those student loans. Yeah. Uh, also on the podcast to tell us what he replaced that social media time with it's andrew clark honestly i couldn't tell you i oh. don't know i don't know where the t- i probably just googling Sitting. stuff <laughs> like oh. i i am i'm reading more I, okay. I am reading more i'm I'm reading again which is nice i'm not what reading on i'm what what are you reading uh just fiction you know just i'm not reading no non-fiction bullshit I, um, what is the title of a book you have read in the last uh, month, right please? now i'm reading a book called three miles down okay um by harry turtle dove i'm sure that's not his real name um right. and it's like an alternate history uh novel from the 70s about which i didn't know about there was a cia spy ship I, what i think that's his real name no yeah oh, this, at the very least Dude. they don't they they list pen names. <laughs> yeah, I saw them. Not he had a Harry couple. Turtle dove. Oh, okay. Also, dude, so, you look at this mofo and you're like, shit, that looks like a Harry Turtle dove. Yeah, he does look Tur- like a Harry Turtle, Turtle dove. dove. That's for sure. Um, it's like an alternate story of like the CIA ship from the 70s that like had this giant weird cover to go retrieve a sunken Soviet submarine in the middle of the Pacific. That was like one of the most expensive government operations ever. Uh, But in this story, it was an alien spaceship (laughs) that sunk a submarine. Um, And it's just kind of like a fun, weird mix between like, woo, wacky sci-fi and like hardcore spy thriller. Uh, Reading a lot of old mystery books, uh, some random sci-fi bullshit, just kind of alternating between the two. Read some Agatha Christie, read some more Philip Marlowe books, uh, still kind of racist. Um, uh, you didn't get better? You didn't, no, you didn't see not, the light not towards super the progressive. Interesting. Um, I read some more Jeff Vandermeer, the guy that well, wrote Annihilation. Hold um, to be clear, are, did Philip Marlowe get any more racist or did he? Uh, like, no, not it more in? racist. Okay. Just ooh, pop up every now and then and be like, ooh, hmm. Well, that's right. <laughs> Oh, this guy's racist. The little Marlowe special, okay. Yeah, the old Marlowe's trickaroo. Oh, by the way, um, 
they, they list on his Wikipedia, Turtle Dove published his first two novels under the pseudonym Eric Iverson. He later explained that the editor did not think people would believe that his real name was Turtle Dove. So he came <laughs> up with something more Nordic. Like they were like, they would think it's a fake name and judge you for picking that fake name. Like, I it does sound like a Bojack Horseman character. Like yeah. if you if they mention like, oh, I gotta go meet up with Harry Turtle Dove later, and then like it was either just a, a turtle guy. man or a yeah. I think that <laughs> okay, yeah, they there. just they immigrated, they were Jewish, they chose the name Turtle Dove, and there you go. Then his name was Harry. I mean, listen. parents a little unfortunate like if your last name is a noun your first you should not name your kid harry like no <laughs> you know it can't it's be just automatically gonna flow into each other yeah i when you first said that you were reading fiction and we were at our height of suspecting i i don't know what you were doing with your free time i pictured there's a bit in parks and rec where um they're working for a politician and the chief of staff of the politicians talking about how awesome it is to work with the politician because like they go out on stage, they nail it, they do whatever. And then they go into a room and they just sit there and stare at the wall like a robot that gets paraded <laughs> out. So that's what I picture is you do your Twitter for 10 minutes and then you're like, well, that's too much Twitter. Like swipe it away and then just sit. I go into still on the couch. Yeah. Inactive mode. Yeah. Just <laughs> staring at a wall, just like, Twitter is unhealthy for me. <laughs> Doing literally nothing. So, yeah. Also, Legend of Zelda put like a hundred oh. hours in that. And that beat it? Uh, no. I Ooh. have been kind of holding off on the final boss fight for the last like ten hours. So, I think I'm I think I'm ready to go now. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that after we cover some news. Courts deny the FTC's motion for a preliminary injunction against Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, meaning the merger is set to move forward in the U.S., though the antitrust case against the merger is still open. The judge's reasoning for siding with Microsoft here is that the company totes promise to be chill and not do any of that Cray Monopoly shit. Yeah. We, Literally. we swear. We swear Z's. Th th yeah, they said... The judge was like, well, you know, Microsoft said they'd put Call of Duty on other platforms for 10 years. Ignoring that when <laughs> that when AT&T and uh, Time Warner merged together, they promised in court that we're not going to raise prices for customers. And I think like that, like they raised prices for customers before they got everyone on the same email like that. That was the first yeah. thing they did. Yeah. I, or the fucking net neutrality when it was finally killed. Just like they promised that they'd regulate themselves. It's like, cool. <laughs> what? That's a made up thing. Literally, what is that? What? How does that mean anything to you? What, what were you thinking? You sold a gun to a nine year old. He said he wasn't going <laughs> to do anything weird with it. Yeah. Said it's great. Don't worry about it. Except for a nine-year-old's too innocent. Like it would have to be like, you sold a gun to a guy who's already shot a bunch of people and said, like, give me the gun. I promise I won't go right outside and shoot a bunch more people. <laughs> like it's, not, it's actually much worse than a nine-year-old. I'm not gonna lie, you tell me a nine-year-old, like <laughs> I hear the phrase a nine-year-old promise not to do anything weird with a gun. My mind goes to a nine-year-old juggling like three guns. <laughs> like 
That's not very safe. <laughs> no, no, that's not, not as bad. That's, that's also shooting. a weird thing to do with a gun, including yeah. using it as a nine-year-old. I'd take that nine-year-old's gun away if I saw yeah. him juggling that gun with two other guns that I don't know how he he got them. That is you weird. Get, you get one. I feel like they're uh, I, I, they're like ants. You know, you see one, and it's like ah, well, there are a couple other just around now. You know, the nine nine year old went into that gun store and was like, "I want to buy a gun, but if I just buy one gun, that's suspicious. I got to yeah. buy three so they know I'm not up to anything." Exactly. If you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> if you give a nine year old a Beretta, <laughs> uh, also this judge's kid works at Microsoft. Like she, Classic. Why not? she has family that materially benefits from this merger going through, which feels like is that is a recusable circumstance, in my opinion. Not a lawyer, but uh, I, I mean, no, it is. It is like a watchdog. I mean, you, you got the notes in here demanded that they recuse themselves. I mean, welcome to the American legal system. There's a lot of things wrong with it. Not a small part of it is corporate corruption <laughs> it's just it is rigged it's it's just rigged i don't i don't know how to tell you anything other than it doesn't work because it wasn't made to i yeah no there is no part of the american like governmental system america as a concept that you realize how much of this is standing on good faith and people like not abusing the rights they've been given than in the court system, than in the judiciary system, because God, that's changed so much over the course of our lifetimes, where judges are just being blatantly political. Like it is no longer where, like the where legislation that has been written into law is proved or like litmus tested or stre- uh, stress tested. It is where what we can. Interested bodies can actively push through the change and the corruption that they want to see in the world by bodying the courts. And like this is this isn't as bad as that. This isn't as bad as the a Supreme Court deciding that like businesses don't have to acknowledge gay people in any capacity. Uh I mean, and then also I mean the 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 scandal that's racking in the Supreme Court of oh yeah it turns out the conservative judges I mean probably the liberal judges too but definitely the conservative mm-hmm. judges are all literally on the take uh, from billionaires I, the least that, corrupt one is like an actual rapist apparently yeah Kavanaugh the, the yeah, Kavanaugh hasn't had the time to establish the <laughs> like intense corruption yeah. he will because he'll be on that court for the next 40 years but Kavanaugh's the perfect yeah. man he's our he's our fucking harvey dent we're we're all holding out hope for brett Kavanaugh. no i mean you guys are both poli students so you can probably speak better to it than i could but like yeah like you said andrew it's a broken system kind of intentionally like that's kind of what common law is like we it's designed to like oh everyone's trying to rat fuck each other <laughs> and like if you if everyone's trying to rat before. fuck each other then like it kind of gets an equilibrium where we get justice right and it's like what <laughs> who who thought that makes any sense like if everyone just really tries to screw over one another as hard as they can, then game theory will win out and everyone will get a compromise. 
it's like i just what planet is that where we arrived i mean the the supreme court operates in one of two ways at any given moment the first one is taking precedent that was written 200 plus years ago for like at word value taking like sentence by sentence precedent so literally that nothing could potentially have any sort of relevance in today's society and extrapolating that to laws that affect us or making up everything. And those are the two ways that the court operates. It's either, well, this guy in 1748 in (laughs) England did this thing and said this law should not exist or should work in this way. So that's the closest precedent we have. We're going to use that here. Or what if you had 20 apples and your boss said, go buy more apples and you bought a thousand apples? That would be too much. The government can't limit emissions. <laughs> like that, That's how the fucking court system works. I... So much more of America as a concept uh, made sense to me in, uh, I forget the intro to poli-sci class, when it was described to me that when America was created, the idea was that the states would, like, kind of literally be, like, their own, like, separate entities. Like, they were practically individual countries, and then the federal government in America would exist only for the stuff that, like, everyone super agreed upon like basically to fuck england basically like hey we need to be united to stave off england if we're all going to do our own separate independent things and that is still kind of that is the bones of our model of government and why it is just riddled with inefficiencies and corruption because it does not serve like it is so it was alien almost immediately to what like america would grow into it's the same thing as evolution. Like when people talk about like, oh, it's a beautiful creation. Like, isn't everything so beautiful and perfect? And it's like, nah, <laughs> this shit sucks a lot of the time. Like we, we get cancer it just all this way. the time. Like there's, it's, we, we, we choke because our air tube and our food tube are the same thing. Like, yeah, no, it's fucked. It just, that it sure, just because it kind of works and like is iterative on itself like that's something but it's not doesn't mean it's a flawless system that is this beautiful perfect thing um yeah no for me it was APUS history when we started talking about john marshall who was kind of like the supreme court for like 40 years he was literally a federalist and he was in the supreme court for decades after the federalist party had no remaining members like after it died and he was the only like important political figure on the Supreme Court and basically established the entire precedent of the judicial branch of the United States as a completely irrelevant political figure who had no party, no backing, no nothing. He was just a dude. He's just like, like, I want it to be this way. I'm going to make it that way. I'm going to make it so that when we interpret laws, that's the fucking law. Like lawmakers be damned. We're, we're the ones that are really making it happen. Like, yeah it's crazy shit fam i something that brings my socialist brained socialist brain there we go my socialist brained body joy though 
Seg of America workers successfully voted to unionize. I think they were like the fourth or fifth union in the video games industry right now. And yeah, no, I find this kind of fascinating because like if y'all dig into the history of Sega as a company, deeply mm-hmm. sketchy, deeply sketchy since like its inception. Um, Any company I, that makes Sonic the Hedgehog can't have clean hands. I think... I think the company was originally created, uh, Sega Sammy was originally created to get slot machines on a GI international bases so that they could rip off American soldiers. Um, uh, Yeah, and so like the fact that they would uh, create a union, that's a W just in the history of that. Well, period, but also in the face of the history of it. Uh, But then also a lot of Sega published games weird conservative bend to them that uh if american like the american branch of that is like no we want a union that is god the internal politics of that company are deeply fascinating to me yeah and i'll never understand it no i don't even know yeah i don't even know how that works with like a multinational company uh company and then like workers in one country unionize and i guess in another one they don't and i don't know man fucking weird shit i i want to believe that on some level maybe it's more efficient actually if like oh hey we need like the americans to do something we don't have to like talk to the american we just have to talk to the american union rep now like that is maybe this is expediting things i don't know i hope so Something that is deeply funny and adjacent to this, though. Uh, Sonic's dad, Yuji Naka, was formally convicted of insider trading. Uh, he received a suspended sentence, but uh, owes a million plus dollars in fines. Was he trading, no. like, Sonic stock? <laughs> like, <laughs> what kind of insider trading was the creator of Sonic doing? He made the game Ball and Wonder World. <gasps> He's the Ball and Wonder World guy? Yep. Wow, I didn't no, know that. He is his career is ending with a weird whimper. Um, he made that game for Square Enix, and while he was there, uh, yeah, had access to information of like what development teams were working on which projects before that was made public. And then so he invested in companies, invested in Square Enix, uh in a coordinated fashion around that information, like, oh, this is a, this is when, uh, this is when we, the company is announcing that like this highly profiled team is working on this highly profiled project. Uh, he put a bunch of money like into Square Enix stock shortly before that went live and then pulled out like uh, immediately after that information went public and the stock spiked. It, it was something to that effect, I believe. Yeah, man. Yeah. He did the GTA thing where you fucking invest in a company and then assassinate the CEO of a rival company and watch your stock just explode. Like it's fucking lit. I, I love it. Wait, so fucking hold on. He did Balin Wonder World. Yeah. How? How did what that happen? What the hell happen? is it? What, what is that? Did shit? you ever see that shit? Like even the donkey video or anything? No. Like it's it's a fever dream bad video game. Like oh a horrendous game like barely even qualifying as a game sold as a triple a title for full price and it like is barely a video game like 
I, I, that, that blows me away that someone who could have actually been like a video game, I don't know, godfather. No, no a genuine pioneer, yeah. arguably. Damn. Andrew, you've seen this. You've seen Ball and Wonder. You, I you've haven't. seen this. I mean, I, I Googled, Googled it as soon as you said it. I spelled yeah. it wrong. <laughs> the dude with the hat. And then there's the one farmer and they do the dance. Like yeah. his dance breaks every every level or something. It's really, really bad. Like, I think they started trying to give it away for free. And also, it's not like he's like senile. Like, he's 57. Yeah. So, like, what? <laughs> I thought that was going to be <clears throat> the insider trading when you first brought up Balen Wonderworld. It's like he knew his game was going to be bad. So he shorted Square Enix stock <laughs> before the game released. I, okay. Ryan, you mentioned them trying to give it away for free. Um, on Steam currently. Still thirty nine ninety nine, and a charitably mixed reviews with two hundred sixty reviews in. I don't think it gets worse than mixed on Steam, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. I think mixed might just be the low water mark. Oh no! So I looked up the IGN review video, just you know, looking at it on mute, trying to figure out. I've never seen any of this shit before. Um, but the funniest thing is that this YouTube video has four sections. Intro, story, the longest one by far is costumes, <laughs> and then conclusion. It's like a weird game where, like, depending on your costume, you get power. It's kind of, I think it's a Mario Odyssey ripoff a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, you get different power-ups based on the costume and stuff like that. So, I'm, I, I don't know if that's what it is. That was what Donkey spent a lot of time on, is just how worthless most of the costumes were and how they were genuinely like completely ineffective at altering the gameplay in any significant way whatsoever. So I, yeah, credit to IGN. I, one of the rare instances where you got to give it to them. Um, they gave Valen wonder world, the lowest, uh, score I've ever seen IGN give a game at. No, they gave uh, Gollum the same score. They gave Gollum a four. Yeah. Gollum's pretty rough too. I, Gollum's also not even really a video game. <laughs> like IGN, hey, if you want a series where a couple of socialist bros review your low play through your lowest scored games, we're available. We're down. Are we available to spend who knows how many hours playing bad video games? I don't have enough time to play the video games I want to <laughs> play. <laughs> I'm not playing Gollum. Not even for money. Andrew, how much money to get you to play Gollum? Is this a thing I'm doing in my free time or is this my new job? Uh, uh, side hustle. Side hustle. Side, side hustle. I 500 bucks. Flat? To play Gollum? Yeah. Yeah. Time to beat. I'm sure it's probably only like 20 hours, right? Around 20 hours. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, okay. IGN, give us $500 and Andrew will play Gollum. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Use that to buy real video games. Um. Also socialist brain stuff. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is on strike. Uh, key issues center on how actor likenesses will be used and retained and... Just like with the writer strike, residuals and payment models for streaming projects. Uh, am I oversimplifying that, or 
Yeah, is that why the actors are on strike? I think it's mostly residuals. And then I think nowadays everyone's realized that AI is such a touch issue that like they can really hammer on AI stuff because it scares everyone. Sidetracking immediately. Do you guys feel like AI is replacing like algorithm as a buzzword? Like instead of people throwing it, well, we got an algorithm for that. We got an AI for that. Like that's... I, mean, yeah. I, I I think AI is starting um, to lose meaning and definition. I think it definitely is. Uh, yeah. No. Nah. All you okay. have to do is say, like, you, you can do some basic shit. Like, even using ChatGPT, for example, and, like, if you then slap, like, an AI on it in the corporate world, it's like, ooh. Ooh. Fancy. We love it. Mm. Look at how efficient this is. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense on the money end, but look at how efficient and bad it is. Um, it's yeah. math. This bad boy can fit so many, so much uh, revenue <laughs> downturns in it. What do you mean? Okay, what gonna... So I'm sorry. I know you're gonna. Don't me interrupt. Just gonna ask. Legitimate business venture. What if we put AI on the blockchain? <laughs> Um, I think my admittedly mediocre at best understanding of those two technologies, I feel as though they are incongruent. Because uh, you worked for a blockchain company in college. Yeah, they're incongruent, like the nature of the blockchain, separating data modules and securing them so that they are not able to be drawn upon like most large language AI models uh, would need to incorporate that data. I don't, I don't believe there is overlap there. Uh, That being said, venture capitalists don't know that. I don't know if venture capitalists know anything, but especially not that. So Andrew, I can put together, I can come in hot with a pitch deck. If, uh, if you're willing to be the face of this endeavor. All we would have to do is just make it board ape style and just have a bunch of different AI trading cards. Like, oh, this one's uh fucking it's novel Hal- AI. It's HAL 3000. Ooh, oh, this one's fucking God, what Dolly. is Terminator? What's what's Terminator? Uh fucking T1000. Oh no, I was gonna say Skynet. Okay. I guess they're kind of artificial yeah. intelligences in a way, right? Right. Sky, Skynet is as. an AI. Yeah, yeah, Skynet's actual AI in the way that we think of it. But like I guess a robot that's sentient is AI, right? You don't it's don't. artificially intelligent. Right. Yeah. It's kind of there is an AI somewhere buried in there in the circuits. I oh god, I this is a personal gripe, but due to the Due to my life circumstances, I am weirdly adjacent to a lot of people uh, defending AI. And the fact that the fact that the people on the AI end think they can get away with just saying it, don't worry, guys, it's not going to be Skynet as though that's like the only actual legitimate issue people have with AI technology and how it's being incorporated across a lot of industry is just fucking laughable. I mean, also, I mean, yeah, I know that like the whole overblown, like, you know, the robots are going to take over the world thing is, you know, one of those fears with AI. 
they're not offering any safeguards against that either. They're just saying, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, just... it's like, hey, you know, is uh, you, you go to the bank, you say, I want to invest my money. Is there any risk with this thing that you're going to put my money in? No, no, no. Don't worry. We're not going to use it to go commit assassinations in the Middle East. Well, <laughs> that's bad, too. I was mostly worried that I was going to lose my money, but now I'm also worried about this thing that you're not guaranteeing you're not going to do. It's just responding to like a softball criticism, knowing that right. you can get away with it. Like, no literal straw man argument. Completely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but there are crazy people out there that do like, that's their main gripe is they're like, holy shit, we're all going to get fucking nuked by an AI. And it's like, okay, sure. But, <laughs> You can be scared of that, I guess, but like, nah, there's like real world consequences happening right now. Like, I, it's like someone when they invented cars being like, right. yeah, but what happens when the when the fucking gas pedal gets stuck to the fucking floor and we all drive off a cliff and die? And it's like, we haven't right. invented seatbelts yet. That's a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be until like the 70s that seatbelts start coming around. So like, I got big problems with this. I don't know. No, you're not listening. Like, if there were fewer horses, that means there's less horse shit to make manure to fertilize our crops, and we're all going to starve. What don't you get about that? Yeah. You're not wrong. I, I was once again thinking about today when I was at the gym and I was just having dumb gym blank brain thoughts mm. about how they were people that were born before cars were invented that died after we put someone on the moon and it's just that's that's insane that's crazy people uh never mind no there's probably not who's who's the current oldest person in the world i think i saw 112 somewhere oh is that it because i know there's been like 120 people oh Oh, no lucille randon she she died in january 2023 she was 118 Damn it. Damn. Damn. She was She's almost she was almost born before the Wright brothers flew a plane yeah. the first time. Like there. Was that 1903? Yeah, it was say. 1903 and she was born so in 1904. She was she was right right after they flew the first plane. Like I don't know. Yeah, Jean Calment is the actual oldest person to be independently verified, 122 years old. She died in 97. But I think there was like a conspiracy theory that her daughter just took her identity when she died uh, and oh. then lived to be like 100 or something like that. I don't remember um, if there's any actual legitimacy to that, but it's like one of the theories because there was like a pension thing involved and all this stuff. So, ooh, drama. Yeah. Someone should make a podcast about that. I'd listen to that. I'd listen to that if that had a soft piano intro to set the mood just right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of moods, what I alluded to earlier, the mood, the vibes on Blue Sky, not great the past couple days. days. Uh, turns out the platform didn't have any safeguards in place to prevent people from having slurs in their username. Um, mm, classic. So, yeah. So a lot of bad actors added slurs to their username. Um Blue Sky executives really did not offer much of uh, an apology or 
immediately implemented some safeguards. Uh, so they yeah, did that promise to immediately remove all mentions of the word cracker. Oh. Mm. Priority number one. I mean, yeah, we can't word... have... There's kids on Blue Sky. Probably not. I don't know. Are there? <laughs> you know, God, I hope not. I, I hope not. Uh, you know, you know, the worst slurs are the ones you can say without any hesitation on a podcast that's going to be available to the public. Those those are the ones you got to get after first. Yeah. I mean, there are people Louis out C. there that will say very, yeah. very bad slurs without hesitation. That yeah. is a complicated the age of Louis C.K. bit. Yes, Ryan. Yeah, that was a Louis C.K. No, I think that was a pretty fine bit. Oh no! More that Louis C.K. has become more complicated. Right, it's complicated that Louis C.K. is a piece of shit. Right, (laughs) but like the bit itself, I feel like aged fine. I feel like a lot of Louis C.K.'s bits that aren't focused on masturbation, even though he was yeah edgy, aged okay. Like, Mm. but yeah, there are some that do involve masturbation, and I think just by default didn't uh, didn't age well, regardless of how good quote unquote they were. God, there's a really. It's a good joke in his TV show, but it's terrible now. Uh, there's a joke in the Louis C.K. show where he goes on Fox News to defend masturbation. I remember against... that, yeah. And then it's just like the uh, the news, like bottom header of Louis C.K. masturbator. Yeah, just at the bottom. <laughs> no, that is that was gold. Fuck. But it didn't age well because I remember the punchline. Because it was like a woman who was like being like, but our families and protecting our kids and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, I think it ended with him being like, I'm going to masturbate to you later or something like So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I actually don't think it aged very well, considering. No. Anyway, yeah, I'm still enjoying my time on Blue Sky. Uh, digging the vibes. Loving. Not, OK, no, not these specific vibes, but it's uh, I don't know. It's more of a hangout space than what Twitter has turned into. And that's. Largely because, you know, brands, other corporate stuff isn't there yet. Uh, I don't know, Ryan, how's your Threads excursion going? Oh, I haven't opened the app since I signed up. Oh, okay. Yeah, no one's no one's on it. <laughs> uh, There's nothing uh, to do there. Do I, oh, am I, would it behoove me to like lock down Lucas DeWriter on Threads and then never use it probably? Fuck. Okay. I don't know. Is it a problem when it's like Lucas Dash to writer or Lucas underscore to writer? Is that bad for you professionally? Mm, no. Do you think but... there's trolls out there that are going to explicitly try to register every single <laughs> Lucas to writer variant? I know you've got some some haters out there. I uh, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I don't know if I want to be like, if I like have that fear legitimately, am I being self-aggrandizing or am I being cautious? Like, that's that's where I'm at. I got to ponder that one. I got to think that one over. That's fair. Brian, have you seen any of the Las Vegas fear memes? Yeah. Is that real? Is that the orb? The, orb. the orb on TikTok. I think my favorite was the was it what's what's the game with the three is it three card Monty is that what it's called like the cups and you have to just like figure out which one it's under yeah that one was good and he's just like oh you are running an illegal game like you must surrender to the orb and then he's just like oh but also it is under the left cup and then ah damn it wasn't double or nothing <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm a my fan favorite, of the orb. My favorite is just when they made it a eye. Yeah. It was just a giant eye in downtown then, Las Vegas. Right. And then they had uh, reactionaries being like, oh, my God, look at this golf course it's one of the most expensive golf courses in the country and now you have to see this giant eye in the background and everyone's like i eh. could not fucking care less like buddy that's good <laughs> buddy you are not to speak on behalf of all golf you are a poser ass if you're like all oh, the views on this golf course nah dude dial in focus <laughs> focus on hitting par come on if you're not a scratch golfer, you're not allowed to care about the views. <laughs> oh, is this some best ball shit? You pay for one of the most expensive golf courses in the country and you're playing best ball? Bush League. Yeah. Mm. No, it is golden. They the um what's it called? The prototype is that was actually in Burbank by the airport. Oh shit. Yeah. It kept breaking apart. Uh, like it kept blowing the covering off in the winds oh. and everything. And it would just look like a tattered mess of a, like a dome thing. But I guess they figured it out. Or maybe they didn't and it's all going to fall apart next time Vegas gets any sort of weather whatsoever. Which I know is not common. So, yeah. I, maybe increasingly with climate change. We'll see. Yeah, Vegas just becomes Florida. Torrential downpours and <laughs> flooding and everything. Just a, Just heinous humidity. Yeah. God, yeah. I don't. I feel, yeah, if all that sand around Vegas were wet, that would be. That would be it's called mud, mud, Lucas. Ugh. I don't think it would be wet. Like, yeah, it would. It wouldn't be sand anymore. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, Andrew, how's Zelda going? Zelda is good as okay. always. Yeah. I think I'm just south of 100 hours. I might have like 95 in. I, um I've been ready to go face Ganon for a while, but then just have been trying to find excuses not to, been doing a bunch of random side quests. I finally did the stuff in Hateno Village, which was like several hours of side quests just so that I could put my hood down. Because I thought that looked cooler. It does look cooler. It does um, look cooler. Uh, I've been like finally upgrading my gear. I went the in- I went ninety hours of gameplay without upgrading my gear at all. Um, I got all the sages. You were right. The Minaru dungeon stuff was definitely the coolest. Yeah. Um. Also, a lot longer than the rest of them. So that was cool. I get. I guess there are like two locations. Yeah, three you have locations to do the, you have to get up for that one. You have to do the stuff in Farron, Farron, like with the, the lightning stuff. Then you mm-hmm. have to get to that dragon head aisle with the storms going on and do all that. That's a whole thing. Then you have to go underground and you have to do the dungeon stuff to get the robot put together. And then you have to walk the robot across the depths to then do that boss fight. So yeah, it was a while. Um yeah uh hanging out with my dragon girlfriend i i uh, was gonna say i asked you if zelda how's zelda doing or something to that effect i think being a dragon would hurt it looked like becoming yeah, a dragon hurts not fun no uh, it was a pretty gut punch uh cutscene. great right cutscene. not gonna lie yeah, really good cutscene. 
um yeah every time i see the light dragon i'm just like god damn it that fucking sucks well that's a shame what why did zelda become a dragon because it was the only way she could travel through time uh, she didn't really travel through time she just was like how do i get to ten thousand years from now it's like no you, you can't travel you just have to find a way to live that long you could become a dragon. Dragons oh, don't okay. die. Do, so yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Easy. Again, again, guys, these are writers. They can, they can do whatever they want. Like, yeah, sure, we can legitimize it, but also, wow, that sounds dumb. No, right. This is wildly telegraphed. Like this was, yeah. By cutscene three, all together, they were like, was like, I think that's what's going on here, <laughs> and then. Yeah. <laughs> this was not like a how do I do that? Like, well, there's one thing you can do. Become a dragon. <laughs> to it's... paraphrase. Uh I mean, yeah, like one way to get to the future would be to turn into a dragon, because they live forever, but you wouldn't want to do that unless things got really bad. And, and then things, things got, got really, really bad. bad. Wow. Uh yeah, the Hateno Village side quest is interesting to me. I um I did most of that uh on a plane. I, I did all of that on a plane ride, and like that might be the best like undocked uh playing Tears of the Kingdom uh side quest to do. Because that is yeah, exactly small scale enough that uh yeah, no, I, good use of my time on a plane. I have played the overwhelming majority of this game. In handheld mode. Oh. I very rarely use my Switch in docked mode. I kind of just plug it in to charge it. I have done, I've probably played like five to ten hours of this in docked mode on the TV. And the rest of it, I I will play in handheld mode in front of my television. (laughs) With the TV off. With the the TV off. I just, I I like it. I like like it. I just think it's neat. Huh. basically <laughs> is it worse yes in every single way <laughs> i will continue to do so i completely valid um as i said previously i beat tears of the kingdom a couple weeks ago we'll probably come back to that eventually finish up uh all of the shrines and uh say that is done for me but uh yeah i am missing it as i play final fantasy 16 Final Fantasy 16, not doing not, well. Not doing it for you? So, like, a bit of its perspective, a bit of it is, this is the game I played immediately after Breath of the uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Just an all-around steak dinner of a video game. But, uh, yeah, no, this game is so wildly inconsistent in quality that it is kind of baffling, and I'm having more fun trying to piece together what the production of this must have looked like than like actually playing the game uh to give it a compliment the art direction on this the world building phenomenal the little details of like there is mm, there is a design of a faction of people in this game they are religious zealots a country of religious zealots who were previously in northern uh, northern territories uh but due to whatever circumstances, a couple of wars, like encroaching, uh, encroaching blight, whatever, they have to move. Two tree wars. 
pretty much two tree wars. Uh, they end up like in a volcanic, um, like territory. They they end up in a very hot, very arid region. And then you see it like the characters that belong to this faction and they're slaves. The people they own are like dressed temperature appropriately. But then like the like old guard, the uh, I forget what the like exact term is like whatever, like patriarchal religious figure and like his inner circle. No, they're still wearing like the very heavy like dark clothes like fur lined ceremonial robes ceremonial garb because yeah that's like their culture like they wouldn't no these are the holy garments we can't change these even as they are now no longer practical for the region they're in whatsoever like that is interesting and like good good writing good art direction um but the themes of Final Fantasy 16 as a whole are slavery bad, and that is, mm. oh my god! I'm glad such... we. I'm glad someone was finally brave enough to say it. That is such a bummer, and it. No, okay, yeah, slavery is bad. I will agree on that. But like the actual <laughs> fucking wow, what a hero! The actual writing and a lot of the like inter interpersonal dialogue and writing is so lacking that I am frustrated, uh, especially with the now action focused gameplay being it, I'm by no means like an action gameplay like pervert, but uh, it's very mediocre. <laughs> pervert. What's an action gameplay pervert look like, Lucas? I want you to uh, walk us through that. I know exactly what you mean by that, but I do also want want to hear you explain it. I know what an action gameplay fanatic might look like. I don't know what an action gameplay pervert would look like. Uh, I have plat an action gameplay pervert has platinumed every Devil May Cry game. Damn, they they really love the kinds of games where you can toss a guy into the sky and then hit him a bunch of times before then slamming him into the ground. Uh, they, yeah. they, the Bayonetta games are some of their favorite games, not for the gay shit, but because of the combat, because <laughs> of the gameplay. Wait, it isn't Bayonetta. I, I haven't played any of those games, but like, I know from you, first two games, gay shit, third Fuck game, yeah. straight shit, right? <laughs> Terrible. Hate it. <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad game. I wrote a whole article about how that game, like, Wow, this is validating a lot of insecurities I have about my life and sexuality. I don't like it. <laughs> no, because everyone is cool and queer and kinky, and then they're young, and then they settle into a heteronormative monogamous relationship and have a kid and then die because they're boring. That's what stability looks like. It's called personal growth. Yeah, we all are gay when we're young and yeah. then we realize that that's not okay and god nope. doesn't like that and we marry someone and we live in a loveless marriage and have kids and then resent each other after like five years and then then we die one day and it's fine have, have you have you ever come across a real person like that where they're like yeah everyone's gay when they're young and then they get it together <laughs> Not when they're young, but I told you about one of my homophobic friends who talked about how we all have gay thoughts. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, I don't know. I, like, I didn't want to burst this bubble, really. But I was just kind of like, oh, do you think everyone has gay thoughts? Like, oh, 
all right <laughs> interesting guess I guess like i'm, I'm the weird one here yeah i feel like i'm <laughs> learning a lot about you do, 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 do. hey man maybe you should just in- introspect <laughs> a little bit more just, just let it go man kiss who you want to kiss maybe you'll maybe you'll be happier you won't be so angry at people that'd be good uh, um well, I guess I can say that to Final Fantasy 16's credit. It has not uh, taken something, uh, a piece of media that I love and is maybe foundational to my identity and uh, warped it into something adverse, <laughs> antithetical to my identity. Um, but yeah, no, it uh, very mediocre so far. We got a gay Bahamut, though. They made the dragon gay, and uh, I'm very okay with that. They made the dragon gay. <laughs> yes. Do, do the summons have lines of dialogue? How is he gay? Uh, in this game, the humans turn into the summons. Uh, they're called oh, dominants, okay. which has made that me explains think everything. Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, Andrew. Which, fucking duh. <laughs> uh, yeah. The humans called dominants turn into the summons, uh, which has made me like consider the actual like sexual leanings of. Final Fantasy summons, and if anyone wants to pay me to write about that, I will do so gleefully. Uh, but no, the guy who turns into Bahamut is a gay man. So, but what if turning into Bahamut makes, makes him not him gay straight. anymore? Yeah, mm, because yeah. he's good now. <laughs> I, I mean, listen. Is this Bahamut stronger than Donald Duck? Hmm. That is a I, good question. So that's what you used 10 minutes of your Twitter time to look at my tweet where I was raising this question. Thank you, Andrew. Couldn't help but notice you didn't like it, but thank you, Andrew. Um, I, did, I didn't see your tweet about it. I saw someone else tweet about it. I would have liked yours if I would have seen it, but again, not Elon on Twitter. Elon Musk is suppressing me and the truth. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, and then you should tell Elon that so he can comment concerning. Yeah. Okay, so to get into Final Fantasy weird lore for a second, um, there's an attack in Final Fantasy called Zeta Flare uh, that was conceived to end the original run of Final Fantasy XIV. Like, that is the in-universe event that, like, reset the world and allowed them to make the much better video game Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, that game's Bahamut for two years was the only character that could do that attack because it was so powerful. Uh, then two years later in 2012, a character in Bravely Default, one of the best video games and maybe my favorite video games of all time, could use the Zeta Flare attack. Uh, then in Kingdom Hearts 3, Donald Duck uses Zeta Flare. Uh, and then in Final Fantasy 16, this version of Bahamut, uh, after doping, basically, after doing a bunch of metabolic steroids, uh, does Zeta Flare. So now there are four characters confirmed strong enough to use Zeta Flare in the extended Final Fantasy Square Enix canon. So is Zeta Flare a physical move? I feel like it, I thought it was like a spiritual thing, you know, where it's not. But no, it's like directly tied to your physical strength if you can perform it uh yeah how powerful it's a magic attack it's what you needed you, you said he used it's roids. a it's a number like, value uh, well, so basically he basically just like eats a magic crystal like a mother crystal oh, that's like okay. that yeah oh, this is 
this is supplying energy for like an entire nation and then he's able to say do no more I, I thought that there. he was shooting Tren into his ass and then like <laughs> that let him do the zeta flare and i was like wait it's tied the, directly to your musculature the That's, fantasy um, equivalent of that yes the, the fantasy equivalent now i get it for okay. a second there i thought he was just bodybuilding and then he was like all right i feel like i can do this now I I mean, know. You know, he kept to his routine, kept to his schedule, uh, got Mega Flare down, then like, you know, got into bulking and cutting, like Giga Flare, no problem. Uh, yeah. You know, started dabbling with the roids, Terra Flare coming in, and then, yeah, yeah really all out with the uh, Zeta Flare. It's the, what's the fucking ice skating movie with Will Ferrell? Blades of Glory. Uh, yeah, Blades of Glory, the, the Iron Locust or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they gotta just fucking bulk up so they can do this move that will kill you if you're not strong enough to perform it like 100 death rate yeah no only when it was a man and a woman though if it's two men doing it it's more natural yeah then it'll be totally fine yeah. except for the fact that the man is what a hundred pounds heavier than the, the woman skater would be in that scenario so it makes zero sense yeah uh, i've also been watching the animated series my adventures with superman so fucking weird that this is on Adult Swim. This is just a kid's show. I don't... Oh, it's a full-blown kid's show? I thought it, it was a... like, you know, kind of teeny, but it's like, like what's the Star Wars Clone Wars type shit, where it's like, it's for kids, but like adults can get a lot out of it, blah, 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 blah. This is softer, no, is it... I think, than Clone Wars. It's, it's like an honest-to-God kid show. I There's some blood, like a little bit, like Superman gets roughed up a little bit, but like... So far, I no, no adult situations whatsoever. Like this isn't eight. one of those invincible scenarios where episode four, it's just going to, he's going to snap Zod's neck and his vertebra are going to pop Dude, out it, of his Invincible neck and... was episode one. He... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What if, what if they're in for the long con with my adventures with Superman? And they want to would... wait until only, only the kids are left yeah. so that they can just fuck them up forever. Exactly. Just ruin their entire existence. I would be down for that. Also, thank you, Ryan, for jogging this memory. Uh, there's an Invincible reference in Final Fantasy 16. Oh. And I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why are... What's the reference? Yeah, uh, think, Mark. Think. Ah, the good one. <laughs> the classic meme. And this game came out, like, a couple a weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Nailing it. <laughs> you're right. You're right there. You're right on the peak of that meme <laughs> everyone's using it it's all over That's the place a two-year-old meme yeah. that meme is so old that people have forgotten that the show is even around i mean it's a problem with entertainment like you if you want to be relevant and like be on time you've gotta you gotta turn this shit around like right. you, a, you have to make the do. meme you yeah. you have to be the meme or be south park and fucking kill yourselves making an episode we by week like it's impossible they've actually been referenced a lot in some of the discourse i've seen about some of these uh union negotiations and uh that production not being uh yeah Yeah. how could it be like it's it's physically impossible the way that they make their stuff like right yeah and then people talking oh well why would parker and stone not be and it's like well one because they're very obviously libertarians and have been for a while and also they got everything they could have ever wanted out of their career at 24 and it's been gravy after that um yeah ryan what have you been checking out if you've been checking out anything 
Yeah, we watched 2009 The Watchmen. Ooh. Uh, because I wanted, I was like, hey, you know what, Angel? Our next show, because we just finished The Bear Season 2. That's another thing. Bear's fucking great, you guys. Everyone okay. should be watching The Bear. Yeah, I should probably, probably watch The Bear. Yeah, you you would like The Bear for 100%. Um, I've lived the bear. Yeah, Lucas has lived the bear. He's worked at a restaurant in Chicago. Um, no, it, so we finished the bear, and I was like, "We need a new show." And then I was like, "You remember? Like, no one ever talks about it because it only did one season and then completely dipped." But Damon Lindelof's Watchmen show on HBO was yeah fucking really good. Like, I really liked it beginning to end. And, and then I was like, "All right, let's do it." And we like booted up Max, fucking Max. Don't get me started. Uh, and then I searched Watchmen. Yeah, I'll just keep calling it that forever. I searched Watchmen and it's just like, oh yeah, here we go. And then it's like, oh wait, the, the movie. And then I was thinking back to the show and I was like, ah, there's probably stuff in the show that would be better if you watch the movie. So then, yeah, we strapped in for the two hour, 40 minute long uh, fucking not Michael Bay. Why, why can't I remember Snyder his name? Cut? Yeah, Zack Snyder uh watchman show uh movie which is it's an interesting movie <laughs> that's for sure did angel lose her interest in watching that show after seeing the movie i don't think so but yeah i don't think she was a big fan of the movie and it's hard to blame her like it's very uneven i think it has a lot it has a lot there but it's very fucking flawed and the pacing is really weird and there are moments that are genuine like pull your hair out what the fuck moments so i it the first time you know when you're a teenager and you're like getting into these like outlets these like personalities on the internet and like you have a crystallizing moment of oh wait the cracks are showing here this is this person is maybe an idiot and maybe i don't want to like take their opinion too seriously uh, for me, that was someone, I forget their name on SourceFed, talking about like, because Zack Snyder had just gotten signed on to do a bunch of the DC Extended Universe, and someone was very affectionately talking about him like, well, he's the guy who made the unmakeable movie. He made The Watchmen, and that's a man. Like, mm, is it? Uh, uh, I don't it know, It is Ryan. genuinely unmakeable based on the source material from like every standpoint. Right. Like, it is crazy that they were even able to get a coherent narrative into that movie like at points the fucking author of the graphic novel on purpose was like putting things in there so that they couldn't make a movie out of it like he he said that in interviews Mm -hmm. he was like i I fucking hate like media like movies and tv shows made about comic books so i tried to make my comic book really hard for them to make a movie out of and yeah i don't think he succeeded but i guess if you count that as like a feather in his cap like uh, Ryan, do you think the scene where they have sex in the helicopter is uh, people have tried to reclaim that as parody? Uh, is it such or is that just no. a bad sex scene in a movie? It's a really weird sex scene in the movie. No, I, I don't. I don't know. But that dude, when she owes, she hits the flamethrower button or whatever. Yeah, no, they shoot out a jet of flame and it's not a helicopter. It's a fucking giant owl <laughs> hovercraft. <laughs> Like, yeah, so much of Night Owl is direct parody. Yeah. So, like, I I think him having ED in the scene previous where he couldn't get it up, that's parody of, like, Batman and that whole character shtick. But, like, yeah, the sex scene, they're just 
full-blown like naked butts thrusting into each other for like 30 seconds like it's it's kind of i don't think it could be parody because it's not i don't know it reminds me of the fucking always sunny bit where they're like we showed it all of it full penetration like they go out you pound some bad guy's skulls and then back to the banging like it's just like i don't know it's 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 unsettling that's for sure so yeah i don't know the show's really good i'm very excited to rewatch it and especially with the watchman being kind of fresh the like uh some of the stuff going on there the show is a continuation of the comic lore though correct yeah it's it's okay. more of a direct response to the comics but not using any of the storylines from the comics it's taking place in the future right so huh yeah. neat um, anything the... i think we can talk about in the group chat we're kind of in that Kind of in like the dog days of summer now where there's not a lot happening outside of summer. Are y'all doing Bob Barbenheimer? <laughs> I'm not because I'm out of the country, but oh. I will be watching Barbie and Oppenheimer when we get back. That's for mm. sure. Uh, I'm calling it now Barbie winning the weekend, Oppenheimer winning the Oscar. You think Barbie's going to outperform Oppenheimer? That'll be interesting. I Yeah, you know, I've that marketing campaign I, that opening weekend gonna do gangbusters i think but uh it's definitely a more accessible movie like everyone's going into oppenheimer knowing this movie's gonna be a bummer I, like it's probably gonna be really good but a bummer i don't, I don't I know mean, i didn't see tenant i don't know like tenant was supposed to be kind of mid but we're seeing tenant on thursday Ooh, really yeah you found but a Tenet still yeah, yeah we found a real theater nice um and it's still 365 million but it was its most his most expensive movie so it might not oh mm. sorry might not have broken even he has been We're on kind of a downward of swing yeah that's true too wow. he has been on kind of a downward swing like interstellar was uh smaller than inception was smaller than dunkirk or dunkirk was smaller than interception interstellar i keep fucking it up he keeps he keeps breaking literally invaluable imax cameras like eventually they gotta gotta like limit him somehow they're not invaluable in so far as nolan drop an actual nuke did did he did he set off a nuclear bomb in the desert and film it people definitely don't understand the difference between cgi and like visual effects right they they do think that yes there was a, a a third trinity test and it was on this film set of oppenheimer which i don't think there's been when was the last time there was an above ground nuclear test like wasn't it like 30 years ago or something yeah that, that's that we know I mean, about. you say that but like saying it was like 30 years ago that's the 1990s i when i talk to people about yeah, when did they do the nuclear testing? Most people say they stopped doing it in like the 50s, um, which isn't true. No. They they set those bombs off in the desert for fucking decades. Yep. Um I don't the comprehensive nuclear test ban treaty went into place in 96, which is just no no more ex- nuclear explosions at all. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's above ground, below ground, in the ocean, nothing. You cannot blow up a nuclear bomb ever again. So there hasn't been, in theory, a nuclear explosion 
in 30 years or so. 1992. Yeah. Was the that last was, time the US, US conducted one. a yeah. Yeah. Last Soviet test. Uh, they carried out 1032 nuclear tests. And, and that was that was just the United States. The bikini atoll, Ooh. baby. SpongeBob. Uh yeah. India, 1998. Oh, after the ban? Damn. I think that was their years. first bomb, though. I think that's when they got it. No, it's, it looks like 1974. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, they had one. Uh, Pakistan, Pakistan, 98. 98 oh, yeah. North Korea. I, well, yeah, they, that's yeah. not confirmed. Like, right, exactly. They, they probably, but not confirmed. Uh, North Korea, 2017. <laughs> there you go. I don't think I don't think that was confirmed. That that's like a probable, but yeah no idea oh they're okay yeah i boy the phrase self-designated hydrogen bomb doing a lot (laughs) of heavy lifting there self-designated is good stuff yeah no i don't think the u.s is going to be uh carrying out any or allowing a film crew to detonate a nuclear bomb just so they can get footage which exists by the way like nuclear test footage Oh my! Very did you guys exists. did you guys see that? Did you guys see that weird trend on the internet for a minute about nuclear weapons deniers apparently existing? That's hilarious. What? Yeah, like the the concept of mutually assured destruction is a farce. And yes. Like, yeah. That it's all invented by Big Brother to I, keep down. The, I can it honestly holds more water than like flat Earth, for example, right. or like fucking moon landing deniers even like there's a there's an actual motive like maybe i just watched watchmen so that's in my head now but like yeah like there's a real world peace type motive to making up nuclear weapons it seems like a big part of the crooks of their argument is that footage that people have of nuclear test sites uh, and we've all seen it right of like the yeah uh the the house just being torn apart and like the interiority of what that does to yeah well, if the nuke just wiped everything off the earth in whatever mile radius, how'd they get the tape back? How'd they get the tape back to see that? That has to be fake. That's the crux of the argument. God damn it, people. There's holes in the ground. I'm so much better at this than they are. Like, should I become a conspiracy theorist? It took me like an hour to find something better that holds more water than that. Like, how'd they get the tape back? What the fuck are you talking about? It's so easy. We have long lenses. We have a million things. Like, ah, oh, god damn it. That's like the Even... that's like the moon landing deniers, and then they focus on like the fact that the flag was waving. And it's like, bro, that's small. That's small potatoes, man. There's 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 shit out there that I could see you pointing to that would not be nearly as insane. Uh yeah, I mean, long lenses is just the short end of it, like you could just yeah. build a big concrete box around a camera. Like, cause those houses that are being flattened are really far away. They're, they're not in the incinerated part of the explosion. They're just in the shockwave part. You, you build something that would withstand the shockwave and you're good to go. Yeah. People be dumb. People be real dumb. Uh, and least... also, like, what do they say to Hiroshima and Nagasaki? What it was? 
What's well, that? The, I mean, probably the same thing the Holocaust deniers say, you know, not real. I feel like there's not many full-blown Holocaust. Like, I feel like they all are like, it's overstated. It wasn't, but like, I feel like most, like 90% of Holocaust deniers that I've ever seen are like, yeah, I mean, there was definitely Jewish people <laughs> executed at camps operated by the Nazis. Like, the... they're just like, it was overstated. And, and it was mostly like Eastern Europeans it wasn't Jew- like specifically Jewish bubble, that type of shit. The most, yeah, the most effective, which is to say despicable Holocaust uh, denial minimization rhetoric I've ever seen is just, yeah, like, oh, well, they couldn't possibly have killed that many people in that small a time. This has to be, this has to be made up on right. some level. And that's the numbers like, are overstated. Like, it's like, instead of 5 million, it was 100,000. <laughs> okay, but also. Still, though? <laughs> yeah, like, even in yeah. your best case scenario, which is wackadoodle. That's pretty fucking rough, man. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty impossibly rough. Um, but yeah, no, like, what would they say? Hiroshima and Nagasaki, would they just say it was like conventional bombing that then we pretended was a new? I, 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 don't I just understand. think that there's a lot of people that say to anything that if they weren't there, there's no proof it didn't happen. They haven't been there. I mean, they would, they would probably say like, but Hiroshima and Nagasaki are cities that exist today. Yeah, that's they, the They were thing. rebuilt, yeah. The U.S. did that because we're greedy capitalists and we didn't want to destroy these urban centers that could create financial value for us exactly. over the next few years when we occupied Japan. We, we had a very specific strategy for leaving those cities livable so that they wouldn't be forever tarnished and unable to be lived in. Guys, so, if we rebuild these cities... We can station U.S. troops there, and then the Sega Sammy Company can put <laughs> slot machines there and to rip off U.S. troops. And then they'll make right. Sonic. And then one day, the guy who made Sonic is going to be going to make Insider Trading Wonderland. He's going to make Balan Wonderworld, and then do Insider Trading. This is the Invisible Hand, guys. Yeah. One hundred one shit. This is my conspiracy because so, it's just real. <laughs> This is just what Jade's really happened. grandpa actually was part of the like cleanup crew. And Damn. I forget Uh-oh. if it was Hiroshima or Nagasaki uh, did get thyroid cancer. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, just like everybody else. Um, and then, yeah, it was just like that was. It's just like people were fucking there. I don't I don't <laughs> know how these people can deny that that possibly happened. I, people were on the moon. I, at least for nuclear weapons, I like see the, the psychology at play. The I like, see the motive, right? Like that's the thing I struggle with with so many of these conspiracy theories is where I'm like, why, why though? Like, because you think like, oh, the globalists want to control us, so they claim we're on a globe, whereas a flat world we wouldn't be as controllable. And I'm like, what the, I, what the fuck are you talking about? Like. Oh, they want to scare us and make it seem like they can land on the moon. They can't land on the moon. They're not that powerful. And it's like, what the fuck? That's what about Helen dude. Keller? Do you guys remember when people were saying Helen Keller yeah. wasn't real? Well, yeah. That oh definitely. God. People were having like fucking mental breakdowns. And we're like, I can't believe you guys fucking believe this shit. There's no possible way. What's wrong with you? You're all so <laughs> dumb. I can't believe it. What? Yeah. I just I just need the motive. And with nuclear weapons, I can see the motive. 
Oh, like, I it, it's almost like the conspiracy theory that's backwards, where there's just no at all tangible evidence that would make any sense whatsoever. But the motive's there. The motive is 100% lockstep, like makes one like it reads totally. Oh, I don't have to do any of the mental work to come to terms with the fact that my life and pretty much all of human achievement incredibly fragile and could go away at a moment's notice. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. Nuclear I mean, bombs but, aren't real. I mean, it, it's kind of like an alternate history kind of thing. Like that book that I'm I'm reading about, like the alien at the bottom of the ocean. If if you told me that there was a book out there, or like if I said like, oh, I'm gonna write a book. It's about like someone that discovers that nuclear weapons don't exist, and it's all like this weird ploy. Mm -hmm. to keep people in line and thinking that the world's going to end and the mutually assured destruction, blah, blah, blah. That sounds like it could be a pretty interesting story. Yeah. It's made up. It's fiction. It's interesting, I see, though. I could see you folding in if you, if I, once again, now that I've had a few minutes, I'm better at this than them. <laughs> you'd have to fold in little boy and fat man. You'd have to fold in the OG nukes as like, those were real. And we do have the capability to do bombs like that, but no one does it because of the facade. Mm -hmm. But and like H bombs, like the actual right. real nukes that we have now, those aren't real. Like those, those are made up. Like because at the end of the day, like little little boy and fat man, those were not like in terms of scale that much worse than like conventional type shit. Like the firebombing of Tokyo killed more people than the atomic bombings. Like we we had these fire bombs and we just, it took a little longer and, you know, like it was, it was a campaign over the course of like a week, but like they were as destructive, if not more destructive than the atomic bombs. So like, I guess if you look at it, like if you're a conspiracy theorist, you could be like, well, yeah, we have these bombs and they're not good, but they can't like destroy the planet. Like they say they can, like, they're just, they're just pretty rough. Like they'll just level a city and with one bomb, which isn't good, but it's not like, fundamentally destroying the entirety of human existence so i, I guess to, I think, look that's me look i'm now i'm a believer not to be the guy who listened to one podcast about scientology and takes it all back to scientology but it does sound like it has to be like a weird core belief of a cult that's like oh yeah everyone in this cult believes that nuclear bombs don't exist because that's how the cult got started, like preying on people's Cold War fears. And then like that's that's the inroad to the bunch of like weird, heinous psychological manipulation stuff that just allows this cult to exist and make unprecedented amounts of money. I feel like nuclear stockpiling and mutually assured destruction has progressed to such a point that like it is kind of like we can't like the same thing as my simulation theory where it's like we almost shouldn't live our lives as though like nuclear annihilation could happen at any second because like, eh, like, yeah, right. sure. But like, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't impact your day-to-day -day life that much because if it, if it does, it does like, there's really nothing we can do about it at this I point. Know. It is too entrenched. Like there is no way that disarmament is ever going to be a reality. So the only way that we would disarm ourselves nuclearly would be if we found something else right something even where it's just stronger. not required yeah yeah we figure out light speed transport so we can just send a rock at yeah light speed to destroy a whole fucking solar system or whatever no exactly yeah people talk about 
like yeah nuclear bombs as being like kind of the end point of science being used to like you know destroy humanity like to the the application of the scientific method it for a positive in the beginning being turned into like this grotesque military like political dominance tool and it's like nah there's so much potential out there man like if you if you look at like what constant acceleration could do like just just being able to constantly accelerate something even if it's at you know just an extra one meter per second like you're just eventually yeah you're going to approach the speed of light and this is going to become the most dangerous thing in the universe (laughs) like the fastest man-made object was a manhole cover right (laughs) on like some explosion that just accidentally like went faster than anything's ever gone before and we only know it because there was a high-speed camera pointed at that intersection and we caught like two frames of it as it went up like and we did the math and we're like holy shit dude (laughs) that thing was moving (laughs) like if that hit anything it would be instantly vaporized like god damn so you don't fuck around with that no Thrilling and terrifying. And you don't fuck around with the Voluntary Reviewing Podcast. If you've made it this far, you have to like, comment, and subscribe. Otherwise, you're fucking around, and that's not allowed. Also, you can support us on Patreon and join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and Sensual Richard Nixon. Uh, send us your questions, business opportunities, viewing at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast. Follow me at Lucas Dreider on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing and other endeavors, as well as my Blue Sky account, if you're on there. Still Lucas Dreider over there. I'm Lucas Dreider everywhere. You know me. I'm Lucas Dreider everywhere. Thank you all so much for listening, and have a great week. Goodbye.